Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober Podcast. I am your host, Blazik, a.k.a. Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry-go-round. But things ain't merry when you're going through the motions. Fulfillment lies and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober Podcast. It is October 3rd. So hopefully, I guess tomorrow will be October 4th. Um, <laughs> hope, hopefully you are into your fourth day of Sober October. I know that's been a big thing. Um, some famous podcasters have done it. I don't know the origin of it. Do you know the origin of it? I think it was used as like a fundraiser or some type of awareness when it comes to a certain type of cancer. Um, I don't know all the details on that, obviously. <laughs> um, but yes, I do believe that was the the origin. And now it's kind of turned into really just like a huge social media phenomenon that um, people don't drink alcohol for the month of October. Yeah. I I remember I tried my first sober October in probably 2017, 2018. And I remember I made it 11 days and you couldn't tell me shit. (laughs) You couldn't tell me shit. 11 days is better than zero, but Oh, I thought like, I mean, I I drank on the 12th day to celebrate, like, I made it 11 days. I, that, that was the thought process back then. I really thought that was like the craziest thing in the world. I don't know if I ever tried Sober October. I think in the past I had maybe tried like a dry January. But again, yeah, I don't think I was successful to the 30 day mark. I think that that only happened when like my actual sober curious journey started. I never really made it with like the dry January, sober October type of thing. Yeah. I love a good trend. So I I, (laughs) I was down to hop on it. Um, Well, yeah, let's, let's talk six ways to dominate sober October. And you guys aren't going to believe the last one. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, did you want to start? <laughs> no, I just made that up. We don't have oh, six things. I was going to be like, I had no idea we were doing that. You were about to just <laughs> jot down notes. I just love the the hooks of you're not going to believe the last one. <laughs> so I just wanted to say it. Just to get the listener to the very last minute. Exactly. Um, there is like maybe a couple of things that I did want to bring up. Um, yes. If it comes to someone either trying Sober October for the first time um, or I don't know, maybe they're still on the fence on if they're even going to do it or not. Um, but if you've made it three days in, that's awesome. Um, I'm hoping that folks that are still on the fence or if this is their first time trying it out is really trying to think about what is stopping you or what is making you second guess this decision. Um, because I know when it's not exactly the same thing, but when I first gave myself a 30 day challenge, um, one of the main things that I was afraid of was how my friends were going to take it. Um, how people were going to judge that decision, look into that decision when I didn't want them to. Um, so that was a huge thing that was stopping me 
Um, and then also I would say this, not as much, but definitely like the second thing on my mind was fear of failure. Like I thought I was going to start it and then not be able to finish it. So I don't know. Did you have any thoughts like that when first starting out sobriety, even if it wasn't necessarily sober October? Those ones are interesting for me to hear because I think that this might be a big difference between you being sober throughout the week and me drinking throughout the week is just like, I don't really give a fuck if I failed. Like, I always had the thing that made me feel better. So it's like, oh, I'm not going to be scared of, I almost want to fail because that means I can go back to to being comfortable. Um, And then what was the first one you said? Uh, Kind of just like, yeah, yeah, how my friends were going to take it. Yeah, I mean, when I first started getting into like sober October and stuff, I I don't think I had like, I didn't have my Kansas City friend group. So like, I didn't really give a fuck what, what they, (laughs) Um, they were more like acquaintances versus like real genuine friends. So that didn't necessarily play a part. I would say the things that, that made me hesitate, this one's going to sound crazy, but I remember just being like, what if I like it? Oh shit. And like, what, what does that look like? (laughs) What, isn't that crazy? Like, I remember being like, what if I like it? Like, and then this is kind of the, to take you down the thought process that I had, like, what if I like sobriety? That means I can no longer have drunk hookups that if I like sobriety, that means I can no longer go on dates. If I have, or if I like sobriety, I won't enjoy music as much anymore. Yeah. So you were heavy on like the things that you were going to maybe like, I'm using air quotes, miss out on. Yeah. hundred percent. Hundred percent, and like, just those are things that, to me, I actually, you know, I I did like going on first dates and like being on the town till two in the morning with this person that you just met, and you're like having this crazy like, this is so crazy, like we didn't even know each other six hours ago, and now we're like on this rooftop, like we shouldn't be on here, <laughs> like you know, just crazy shit like that. That was thrilling and fun. Um, I was just scared that I wouldn't have those anymore. And I don't have that anymore, but you know what I have is a much higher baseline of, of excitement and happiness and stuff. But, um, yeah, I think that that's definitely a fear that I hear just like through the grapevine on comments and stuff like that is, yeah, I do feel like we're at a point in time where societally we're challenging this, but for a long time, sober did mean boring. Sober meant um, predictable, sober meant consistent, sober meant you weren't going to have this, you know, spontaneous, exciting life experience. But with that being said, I think that, you know, with spontaneousness and with excitement that can open up a lot of doors for things like risk and mistakes and things for, I guess, just things going wrong in general. Um, But I do feel like that's a common one. Like people are really thinking that they're going to somehow start missing out on a bunch of things. And what I'm hoping happens is they'll find someone like you or me through the podcast on TikTok, on Instagram, whatever. And they're sort of able to challenge that point of view and that perspective and see that 
that's an actually like a really old school way of seeing sobriety. Um, but I don't know. Do you feel the same? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, some of the things that you said there, like it sobriety means lack of risk or sobriety means like that is true. And, but risk is fun when risk is fun. Like I don't, I don't know how, how else to worry. Fun until it's, not. it's fun until it's not. And it's kind of fun when you have the mindset of like, this isn't, this is risky, but like, I don't fear the consequence, but you can really only have that if your mind's altered in a way. Like if I, if I'm sober and I, I, I want to take that risk, but my mind's like, there's a huge consequence to that. I'm going to make the right decision. So yeah, I would say like things like risk <clears throat> that sometimes can be fun are eliminated from the equation. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's a give and take, like no one's saying you're never going to miss drinking. You're never going to go like miss those things, but you can, you can find different versions of those things or the same version of those things. Like you still go out dancing and like that type of stuff, you just kind of have to drop your ego. And cause so much of, so much of drinking is about dropping the ego. That's like why a lot of us drink is I want to do this, but I can't approach that person unless I drink. I want to, um, you know, do stand up uh, comedy. Or yeah, do stand up comedy. I went with a very unrelatable <laughs> uh prompt there. But like, yeah, I want to public speak. I want to do that. So if I drink before I do that at the wedding, then I can do it. Things like that. When really yeah. you gotta tighten your pants and do it. Right, right. I mean so I'm what I'm wanting to do is like when it comes to these things that are like keeping folks from sobriety or keeping folks from trying things out like a sober October challenge is maybe instead of looking at it in a way that is, man, let's list off all the things that I'm going to miss out on. Maybe starting to put the focus on like, okay. And this was a huge thing that I noticed towards the tail end of my 30 days that I, when I first was trying out sobriety was I was kind of realizing all the things that I got to do now that I wasn't drinking anymore. Like I got to enjoy my Sunday. I had not enjoyed a Sunday in a really (laughs) long time. I got to start off my week with a positive attitude and I got to wake up on Saturday morning and make it to the farmer's market when I kept telling myself I was going to, and then I never did. So I'm hoping that, you know, if that is your way of thinking right now of, man, I'm really afraid of all the things I'm going to miss out on for this month. I would just encourage you to really like challenge that and be like, okay, that might very well be true, but what about all the things that I'm going to gain? And if you're someone that needs lists and like needs kind of structure around this shit, like it could be fun to be like, okay, I'm going to lose this. And then like right beside it, be like, okay, I'm going to gain this and like schedule that into your Saturday morning. Like, okay, I'm not going to be hungover. So now on my calendar, it says I'm going to the farmer's market. Like that could be fun. What I'm doing right now is I'm going to a new coffee shop once a week and I'm scheduling it. And it's just like, it's on my schedule. So I go and that's fun. That's, that's like little pockets of joy. Yeah. And I think that this was another thing that I wanted to bring up just as like a sober October tip or trick is yeah. Having something like that. What I did was like, I journaled, I journaled almost every day. 
um, during my first 30 day challenge. And I was basically just trying to document my mood and my emotions. And if my mood swings were still happening, which they, they weren't, um, so maybe just having, yeah, whether it be like a list and kind of like a trade-off losing this, but gaining this, or if you're not into writing lists, short videos, I've, I've heard of people just making short videos of like from the last time they were hung over oh, until God. that 30 day mark and just seeing the difference <laughs> in like their face of like what your face looks like and like the, the glow, you know, those videos you posted the other day, that had me rattled. That had me rattled. I was like, that doesn't even look like her. It's so crazy. Granted, my hair is like natural in those videos. So I'm just going to, no matter what, look different. Yeah. But I, um, I just like thought you had like a puff hurt. to you. And I mean that in the nicest way. But it's like when we drink, we our faces get puffy, you know? Oh my God. I, that was the thing that shocked me the most was, yeah. okay. So I saw that comment and I was like, okay, I'm going to put together some videos, some photos of me in my drinking days, specifically me and my drinking days when I was in the service industry. So that's when mm. I was drinking. Like that was probably the m- most often I was. Oh drinking. yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Cause I was working in a bar. So I was just like around booze constantly. Um, and I've noticed just the, yeah, I have like this like swollenness to my mm-hmm. face and then my eyes are really sunken in. Those were like the two main things. And I, I haven't noticed the eyes, um, but I, I know I for sure had the puff. Like I almost look like I would be over. I don't know. Like if you didn't see my body and maybe I'm just being tough on myself. Cause I know what I look like now, but it's like, Oh, right. I look like chubby and I'm very skinny. Like I'm a, and I didn't think that I didn't think that I looked any different until I went back and went through those videos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Holy shit. I look not like a whole different person, but it's definitely different. a dramatic. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Dramatic. No, I see, yeah, when I see old photos or, and it's not like a, you know, it's not like if you weren't looking for it, I don't know that you would notice it, but it's like, if you're looking for it, you're like, oh yeah, that's significantly like, <laughs> I do see the difference here. Um, but when I see it, cause it's me, I'm like, oh shit, I can see it. Cause you know how iPhone will pop up with like on, on your whatever screen, the far left like screen. Recap yes. Memory things. Yeah. I can always tell if I was drinking or not just based on like how I look in the photo. I'm like, Oh, that was once I got sober or that was before I was drinking. Like I can just, I know before I even like click into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. So maybe like whether that be like a photo every day or a short video every day, that could just be another way to keep you accountable during those 30 days. Um, I also wanted to go back to, I know maybe you're not going to have advice with this because it was kind of one of my fears, but I was really afraid of what my friends were going to say and how my peers were going to take it. And I did just want to give like one little piece of advice that really what I've, what I've learned in my, you know, I'm almost at a year sobriety. It'll be a year. (laughs) It'll be a year on October 31st. (laughs) Um, What I've learned is that, 
the moment, the moment that someone makes your sobriety about them is the moment that you know that person has some type of insecurity when it comes to drinking and it, the conversation they're trying to make, they're trying to make it seem like it's about you, but it's not, it's not really about you anymore. There, what you did was you sort of put this like trigger trauma. (laughs) You, you put a mirror in front of them without them knowing you were about to just do that. And I don't know why that is, but, and maybe, maybe people that, you know, have no type of negative relationship with alcohol, this doesn't happen to them. And they're kind of just like, whatever. But um, definitely, you know, in the beginning, I could, I could just see it immediately in their face that I triggered something. Would they say something or you could just tell like a vibe and energy? Like, oh, definitely a vibe, definitely an energy. Um, I feel like whether it was like, if it was a closer friend, they, they were trying to be like nice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would maybe say something like, oh, that's really great. Like you should be so proud of yourself for, for, for trying that out. <laughs> but then they would like almost immediately be like, I don't know. I just feel like I only drink on the weekends. Oh, the just not yeah, that yeah. bad. Yeah. So then usually the set, so that's what would happen with like friends and then with acquaintances. So this is usually like a friend of a friend of a friend that I'm telling this information to for some reason. <laughs> um, I would get a lot of the time, like, why the fuck would you do that? Or like, See, that's uh, and they're, they're, they're saying it in like a joking way. Like that comes out harsh when I'm like saying it out loud now, but in the moment, they really are trying to play it off as like a joke, but yeah, it was definitely like it. It was uncomfortable, and I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It, I didn't, and I didn't I think- realize in the moment that you know it really wasn't about me being a party pooper. It was just them straight up projecting. Mm-hmm. I would encourage people to to consider their delivery to people too. Um, I think it matters. I think it matters a lot. I think if you unconfidently say that you're not drinking or you're like squirmish about it, it almost triggers that in them as to like, I need to dig more I here. The weakness. Or they just like, it, it spikes like curious, like you're unsure about this. So why would I not be unsure about this? Um, you know, like, I feel like if you will just go metaphor land, right? Like if I tell my dog, like sit and he's going to be like, why? (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm like, if I'm like sit and he just like sits, I feel like it's kind of the same thing as far as like, oh yeah, like I don't drink. And they're like, oh, cool. Or it's like, like, do you mind if I ask why you can just be like, oh, you don't want to hear those stories. Like whatever you want to say, I would, I try and make it light. Cause I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable and I'm not worried about them making me feel uncomfortable. So right. that's normally like a super easy route. Um, but yeah, I would just say deliver that news confidently because if you're weak about it, then they're just going to be curious and like it's, or, or think like, if you're like, Oh, I'm not drinking tonight. Then like, you're kind of setting yourself up for getting pressured to drink that night because they don't understand that this is a thing, whether it's 30 days, whether it's forever. It's like, if I tell you 
nah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not eating carbs tonight. You're gonna be like, dude, have some carbs. Like, cause it's tonight. It's such a small, what's the matter if it's tonight? You know, I can see how people follow that. Not saying it's right. I can understand how they follow that thought train. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also had a follower, um, that was in my DMS and she was asking like, how do I get my friends to take this seriously? Because they were really taking it as like very temporary, very much so like a Mm -hmm. joke. Um, and I just told her, you know, my friends didn't really take it seriously until I started. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because as long as I was delivering the message as like, this is an iffy situation, I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah. They're going to pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would say if, you know, if sober October is your first time, like really trying this out in your like adult life, I also want to encourage folks to, you know, if you don't think that you have that delivery thing down, it's okay to stay home for four hide, weeks. Hide. Dude, like the party will always be there. It's always. You can you can take okay, you're gonna save so much money. You're gonna be so proud of yourself for starting something and finishing it. That's a that's a, another thing that I keep telling folks as of recently is like Sobriety has taught me such a huge lesson of like letting yourself down hurts so much more than hurting other than letting other people down, especially when you're doing it, but because you're just trying to better yourself. Like say it again, hurting, hurting yourself hurts. Yeah. So like hurting or letting yourself down hurts a lot more than letting other people down, especially when you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been big on that lately too, because like I realized that's why I had, I never, I've never in my life projected low self-confidence ever, but like the people that have or project high self-confidence are some of the most insecure. Like I had an (laughs) MMA fighter on my podcast once and he was talking about like his walkout. And when he would walk out, he would have the most dramatic ring entrances and he said it was because he had to cover up every ins- ounce of insecurity that he had. Um, but yeah, I've like never really projected low self-confidence, but like I've always had it. I've just kind of like, okay, how can I do this to make other people think that I'm whatever or look at me this way? But yeah, like I would say in my journey of sobriety, it's like I hold myself accountable at a much higher level. And because of that, I've gained a lot of self-confidence because, okay, if you, if I tell myself, we'll, we'll even get away from drinking. If I tell myself that I'm going to work out twice this week, which is not a lot, and I don't do that, it's like, how can I even respect this fucking mind in my body, in my meat body? Like, it's, there's no reason to respect it because you can't even hold up truth to yourself. So like, once, yeah, like once you can get dialed in on like respecting the choices you make and holding yourself accountable to them. It's for me, it's like been amazing for other aspects. Everything's correlated, right? Like you fix this problem way over here. And then this problem way over here is fixed. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah, totally. And another thing that came up in my brain when I was like first 
going to challenge myself to 30 days without drinking was I was super bummed about missing out on like that burst of liquid courage and confidence that I would get on a Friday or a Saturday. But I had no idea that, you know, (laughs) actual confidence, like true confidence comes from what you're saying, which is doing it, setting a goal and then achieving it. Like having intention and then acting on it. That is where, because that's when you understand that you can trust yourself. It's literally like exposure therapy, right? It's just a different version of exposure therapy. Totally. And I, you know, if it wasn't for that, like initial 30 day challenge, um, I would have never known that because I thought what I thought confidence was, was like letting my guard down and letting that filter disappear Mm -hmm. while I was boozing and and that's so funny yeah like I was the same way I was the same way I don't know why like looking back I'm like what was I whatever (laughs) what was I thinking I used to tell people I drink to feel normal yeah that's what I would tell people I drink to feel normal so I can do so I can have the confidence of a normal person I drink to feel normal. That just seems so crazy to look back on. And I was dead ass serious. Dead ass. I mean, it literally, it's, it is fully impairing every major system of our body. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why we correlate the two. And that might, that might be like a marketing thing on big alcohols level. Like they're trying to be courage. I mean, it's a pretty, coined or like loose loosening up a little bit and it does do those things it just does it artificially so like i kind of get why the yeah no it does it does do those things but it's like it's also at what cost like what cost are you trying to and you know what i figured out too is like every time that i did that i lost confidence in myself because like you know i've used the example of public speaking before so it's like i wouldn't i would always drink before even if it was like two drinks just like get something in me and at super inappropriate times. Um, but I would never public speak sober. So it's like each time I did that, I lost confidence in my ability to do it sober. So it's like, uh, because then if I was, I always did like it. a disservice then. Yeah. I was like exposure therapy, the opposite way. Like if I were to have to speak sober, Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine like what would happen. Like that would be pure panic to the point get this. Oh my God. This just gave me a flashback. I totally forgot about at work, at school, whatever it was, I always had, um, two shooters in the bottom of my backpack. Oh shit! So if I, if we were to get like prompted of like, you know, Hey, what we're doing this, like I could go to my backpack and like get that in my system to be ready for that moment. I always had it on me. Isn't that crazy? You were prepped and ready to go. I was a prepper. You know, <laughs> if you if you have anxiety, you will uh, you will not be caught in a moment that that can send you into panic without your uh, quote unquote tools. And that yeah. was my tool. That's what I knew at the time. So yeah i I would go to work with vodka in my in my bag crazy so crazy but now (laughs) like it's it's crazy because it's like you know let's say you did have some type of like work project or something like that 
public speaking sucks either way. I mean, it doesn't like get easier, but I just feel like sobriety at least gives us these tools where. I think it gets easier, by the way. What? I think it gets easier. I think it always, like, I think it can always give you that pit, but I think with the tools, like in sobriety, it can get easier. Yeah. And at least when you're doing it sober, you're at least getting, maybe you're not perfect, but you're getting a step closer to it being more of a thing that you're at least comfortable doing. Maybe you're not excited about it, but yeah. But like, you don't have to run to the bathroom and pound two shooters of vodka to do it. And that's, and that's just you really teaching yourself that for some, in some way, shape or form, you and your sober state of mind is not enough. Mm -hmm. And that's just not, that's not good on self-confidence either. You know, that's teaching you something that you, you really shouldn't get in the habit of thinking that way. Yeah. I mean, another thing that it's kind of unrelated, but it just popped into my mind of, of this when, when, when discussing this is like the emotions and feelings that I felt when I was tipsy or drunk, like I trusted that those were real and they're just like not real. So it's like, if I thought like I crushed that speech, like maybe, maybe I did, but also maybe I sounded like a fucking idiot. And I said something that I shouldn't have said. And it's just like, yes. Like, so it's like, who, how can you even trust the feelings that you have when you're intoxicated? It's like, it's not real. It's that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it's just not real. It's not real. Yeah. It turns us into just this like super like different dimension version of ourselves. And that's why a lot of the time when, okay, like me talking or you talking about that TikTok that I posted, that's obviously me in those videos. Obviously that's Julia Reyes, but I look at that person. I have no idea who the hell she is. Yeah. <laughs> like it just doesn't it doesn't look like me. It doesn't sound like me. It doesn't give off the vibe that I'm trying to put out into the world. So again, it goes back to like what price are you trying to pay? That's the weirdest thing to me is just like how we can be two different people. And even even when you're not drinking, like if you drink and then you stop but who are you those three days where you're not binging? Like that's a different person too. Cause oh, totally. it's still just cause you're not drunk. Doesn't mean it's not in your system or you're not experiencing after effects or whatever. Um, so just like realizing the, I mean, I look back at me even a year ago when I, and I was sober a year ago, it's like different, different people, different people. But two years ago, fucking crazy different. Like, just I don't know it's it's trippy to think about that stuff and and look back and I don't know if your Facebook memories pop up but just the cringe statuses that I would post and I was like I was obviously drunk when I posted that because I'd be like I'm you know I would say something about like my dreams like dreams too big for like blah blah I'm like oh dude we're deleting that one so that doesn't pop up next year yeah I actually this is so sad but I deleted my Facebook um in 2013 before I went to college because (laughs) this is so sad because I knew I was going to be like rushing for a Greek house Mm -hmm. and I thought that like my middle school self was just like so like 
ugly. Like oh, I just, no. I looked so ugly. And so I was like, I don't want, cause that was back then when I had like, um, I'm wearing glasses right now. I'm at home, but like back then, like I had to wear glasses every day to school and I had braces and now going into college, like I looked completely different and I didn't want, I didn't want <laughs> to see that, I guess. So that, yeah, that's the story why I actually don't have like a super old school Facebook. Like everybody oh, else. you lucked out. You lucked out. Cause the reasoning is kind of sad, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cringe can be real. Um, well, hey guys, we got to cut it a little short today. Our apologies. My Sorry. apologies. I'm kind of the one that's cutting it short, but Julia can stay on if she wants and talk to you. <laughs> uh, we'll just talk to you guys next week. <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck with your sober October journey and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Peace.